Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. And I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Right now, we're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend, the voice of the blues. He's Chris Kerber joining us here on the show. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? BK, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing great, my friend. So let's talk first about some of these off-season projections because yesterday I was listening to, to, to our buddy Jamie Rivers and he was talking about who he thinks the Blues could, maybe should target this offseason in the free agency market. Curbs, I don't know if you've checked it out yet. The, the free agency market stinks. It's terrible going into this offseason. But he brought up the names Max Pacioretty and Sean Monahan as maybe two, like, buy low on potential high upside players who were both injured last year. Even if it's not those guys specifically, do you think that's something the Blues could look into this offseason? It's finding guys that you can buy low on, kind of the way they did at the trade deadline with Kapanen and Verona. Well, I, the reality of it is, is they're they're probably not going to have a choice until they move some salary. And assuming that the salary cap does not go up, and I guess that's not totally set yet, but assuming those two things, they just don't have a whole lot of room anyway. So they're going to have to buy low no matter who it is. Now, the one thing that we do know when it comes to Doug Armstrong is he will wait and he will find some values of some players that want to uh, or, or that, that maybe didn't get the best opportunity. Uh, Mike Hoffman most recently comes to mind. You know, so, yeah, I, I think that now I don't know whether it would be one of those two guys, to be honest with you. Sure. Um you know, but but I but yes, what Jamie is saying and what what he is he is suggesting is right. You're going to have to fill out your roster, and what we've seen from Doug Armstrong. And again, I just, I just implore everybody look at the history of the general manager and what he's done. Whether it be the very first trade he made for Matt D'Agostini, you know, to bring in uh, and trade a prospect, so to advance that process a couple of years, something like he just did with Zach Dean. Uh, he signs Langenbrunner. He signs Arna. He signed veteran players to help bring the Bacchus's, Berglund's, Oshies, and those guys along. We're in that mode now where he's bringing another young core along. So, yeah, I do think that if there are a signing or two out there that fit that bill of character, of experience, and and low rate because they couldn't find something else, I absolutely think that that could be more of what he dabbles in. Curbs, uh, it's the first time I'm getting to talk to you since the, uh, I guess, the Maple Leafs news went down of them moving on from Kyle Dubas. What did you make of, of their decision, and what do you think that means for their offseason? You know, it's an interesting situation there because, to me, um, I think there's a little, there's more of a story on both sides here than what happened. It sounded like Brendan Shanahan pretty much cleared all, you know, laid all his laundry out there, but um, <laughs> I, I think the challenge is this guys. I mean, look, we weren't confident in the Toronto Maple Leafs because of the goaltending standpoint, right? I mean, and, and, and they didn't have great goaltending in the playoffs there. Uh, they're running into a critical time where they're going to have some real key, you know, free agent decisions when it comes to a guy like an Austin Matthews and they're strapped up against the cap. Will they have the Doug Armstrong cold bloodedness 
to just move on from some guys. Not many general managers seem to do that and seem to have that and that willingness that Doug does. So it opens up an interesting one. And look, I know, I know Doug's name's been bounced around. There's a couple of the names, guys. I don't see somebody like Doug Armstrong or, I mean, and, and now most recently it's Brad Trey living, but, and, and maybe Brad does this, but you go from a situation where you've got pretty much complete autonomy to make the hockey decisions. And now you want to have the answer, not just to yourself, but then to Brendan Shanahan and to the, the, the board above him. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see several general managers wanting to go into that realm. Um, so it's, it's an interesting situation, more importantly, from a timing standpoint, because you're talking about moving now to within about one month of the draft. So you better have some things in place really quick. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Kerber. Uh, Kerbs, the other bit of news that came along over the last 24, 48 hours or so was the Calgary Flames officially introducing their next general manager. Don't know how much you were able to see of his comments in his introduction, but based on what direction they're heading now, what do you think it could mean for their offseason? That's a... Well, that's an interesting one. Well, hey, let me let me pull back real quick, if you don't mind, uh, BK. One sure. more thing about the Kyle Dubas situation. Like, I know there's been a lot of hype, and that's because he's been in Toronto, okay? But I, I don't know how and and I'm not taking anything away from from the successes they've had in the regular season and all that. But uh, but the Toronto Maple Leafs in their time there of Shanahan and Dubas who have won one playoff round. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know where this thing about them being like this this. Like this is this one. He's not Theo Epstein, at least not yet, right? So uh, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by the spin that gets put on this, and and I think that's important because when, when you're a team and yeah, okay, it's not hard to pick Austin Matthews. It's not hard to pick William Nealand. It's not hard to pick Mitch Marner fourth, right? You know, when you have high draft picks, you can you can make some hay and look really good. Now that that let's let's blend that into Calgary here. Brad Trey Living got stuck in a tough situation. Johnny Gaudreau tried, didn't want to re-sign there. He signed elsewhere. Same with Matthew Kachuk. I think he made a good deal for his team, but he hung his hat on a wrong coach. And and players got tired of playing for Daryl Sutter. And now they're paying Daryl Sutter for three or four more years, uh, $4 million a year to do something else. Craig Connery's got to figure out the coaching situation, but Craig's been a part of that organization for a long time. Those of us in St. Louis that have gotten to know him and have known him for uh, really well over a few years, it's a great opportunity for him. He's got a uh, he's got a gentle demeanor. He's got a friendly demeanor. He is very much Bill Guerin esque in his approach to players and his approach to people. Um, and he's got the experience now, of close to a decade, as an assistant general manager there. So he said he talked about them getting younger. I, I don't know how you do that in a team with uh, when you've got a couple of those big contracts. They, they may have to get younger in some situations, but uh, they're still expected to compete and be in the mix. I don't think that they're looking at them being in a big retool or rebuild at the moment. Curbs, uh, we, we played our weekly game earlier in the show, more likely to happen, and I brought up a scenario that I'm curious your thoughts on. More likely to happen for the Blues this offseason, they trade for a forward or they trade away a defenseman? Uh, can those both happen in the same trade? Yeah, but that's not how it works. It's this game, well, you say which one's more likely, and then you end up giving uh, one oh, firm oh, answer. Oh, Curbs okay. is a loophole guy. Gotcha. No, I will... Uh, I would say, I would think just from a general makeup of the standpoint, if I had to say more likely, I would say you're more likely to trade a defenseman away. Mm, right. Just, because you have a, you have a, you have a log jam here. Like this is an interesting, this is the part about some one, 
you've got contracts that I don't know how easy they would be to move. So that's that's problem number one. But you also have a real long jam of players. And you're thinking, okay, Scott Perunovich. Well, I'm not sure you can go in expecting Scott to be healthy. He's been riddled with injuries since he turned pro. Um, you know, but what do you do? Do you, you have to clear some space for Tucker to come in and play? You know, um, you, you've got Callie Rosen coming in on a one-year deal. So whether, you know, Robert Portuzo's in the last year of his deal. I, I just, I think somewhere along the lines, they're going to have to free up, free up some space uh, for some of those other players to come in if it's going to fit this retooling that Doug Armstrong wants to do. Curves, so we I'm, going def- I'm going defenseman. We appreciate the time, Smart as always, answer. my man. The correct answer there was that they are going oh. to add a forward because I'm not going to have Pavel Buchnevich playing center every night well, going into next season. Answer. But I, I appreciate you playing along. You played along with the game. <laughs> played along correctly. Yeah. Okay. Just just remember I said both at the beginning. Yeah. No. When it both happens. We're yeah. not going to do that. We Say what you oh, want, right. but we heard what we wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, you follow our guidelines. Curves, appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk with you again soon. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. Thanks.